Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We have joined a series that I've been doing on Maranatha YouTube teaching channel titled The Bible. We have joined the series at the beginning of another season, which we have titled The Story of the Whole Bible. So what we are looking at now is the story of the fall, the chapter two as it were of our story. And what we are looking at at the moment is to look at the narrative, the narrative that we read in the book of Genesis chapter three of how Eve and Adam fell. And we ask ourselves a couple of questions, and I'm not going to go back to do too much by way of review. You know, one of the things that challenges us, that bothers us, that, <laughs> that needed an answer was how could the devil has been able to convince Adam and Eve to actually disobey an order that God directly and strongly, you know, gave them. God said, don't eat of this fruit of this tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And that the day you eat it, it is inescapable in dying, you will die. And we're asking ourselves, how was the devil able to deceive them and cause them to eat it? And we are looking at the various ways that the devil did this because the devil is still using the same tactics. Number one, he didn't come straight away to counteract or contradict the word of God. He knows that will fail. The first thing he did was to slander the character of God, to slander the character of God. He attacked and slander God's character. Remember his name. We said his first name is Satan and Satan means adversary. He's one who we stand an opponent. He was an arch enemy of God. That's what his name means. Is Satan is an adversary. So we can see that play out in this story. He was an arch enemy of God. He was withstanding. He was God's opponent. I mean, he was not God's equal. He, he's not anywhere near the power, the glory of God. No, 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 no. Remember, he wanted to be like the Most High and God casted him out. And we see him here manifesting his name as God arch enemy. Number two, you know, his name is devil. He's a slanderer. And here we see him manifest that. That is who he is. He was slandering God's character. So that was the first thing he did. He slandered God's character and then he could now directly counter and contradict God's command. He slandered the, the character of God and then he could contradict the word of God. And the first thing he told them is that, look, bad things will not happen to you. In fact, on the contrary, only good stuff will happen to you. And then he introduced what we call Satan's greatest bait, is deadliest poison. He introduced that in Genesis chapter 3, verse 5. And Genesis chapter 3, verse 5, Satan said, For God does know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and you shall be as God's, knowing good and evil. That was the final bait. That was the, you know, the dangerous poison, the deadliest poison, the greatest bait that the devil finally used to reign in Eve and consequently Adam and cause them to disobey an order that God clearly told them not to do. Now, by the time we were closing yesterday, we were asking ourselves, what exactly was Satan's agenda in the Garden of Eden? Because contrary to what the devil was telling them, we know that he was definitely not in this for Adam and Eve. 
No, it does not have their good and their well-being in mind. No, the devil is not in this business for Adam and Eve. Remember his name? The Bible called him what? A tempter. He was here as a tempter. He was enticing them to sin. He was tempting them to do evil. Remember, he is also called the wicked one. We've gone through all this name before, so I'm not quoting scripture now. We've done it. Go back. He was called the wicked one. He was an evil one. He's not the good guy. The devil is evil. The devil is wicked. He has his own wicked agenda. He has his own evil agenda. Even when the devil seems to be rooting for you, to be clapping for you, forget it. <laughs> He's going to pull the, the mat under your feet. He has his own wicked and evil agenda because that is his name. The Bible call him the deceiver. He was here tempting Eve and Adam, consequently, he was acting out his evil and wicked plan. He was deceiving them. And the Bible called him in John chapter 8, verse 44, and I will read that. The Bible called him a liar and the fathers of all lies. Let's read that. Let's read that just to remind ourselves. John chapter 8, verse 44. And the Lord Jesus Christ is the one talking here. He said, you are of your father, the devil. And the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaketh of his own for he is a liar and the father of it. He is a liar and the father of lies. Now, this is very, very important for us to understand. This is very, very important. The Bible, the Lord Jesus here gave us quite a number of revelations about the devil that we see play out here in the Garden of Eden. The Bible says that he's a murderer. God said, the day you eat it, you will die. He's a murderer. He was going to kill them. In dying, you will die. Now, we are going to still break forth into that word, in dying, you will die. Okay, but he was tempting them to commit suicide. <laughs> He's a murderer. The Bible says from the beginning. Here we see this, the, the spirit of suicide. He was pushing these people to commit suicide. And the Bible says he does not abide in the truth because there is no truth in him. The devil does not have the capacity to tell you the truth. He's not telling you the truth. He doesn't have the truth about life. He doesn't have the truth about marriage. He doesn't have the truth about gender. He doesn't have the truth about, about salvation, about life after death. He does not have the truth. There is no truth in him. Is the, the, the blood Jesus is only the truth. He is the truth. Is the truth. And this is very, very important for us to understand. There's no truth outside him. The Lord Jesus said there's no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. It is his nature to lie. He doesn't say the truth because the Bible says he's a liar and is the father of lies. The devil was definitely not in this, in this conversation. He was definitely not on this journey for Adam and Eve. It's not because he likes them. It's not because he loves them. Satan was lying to them and he knows it. Satan was lying to them and he knows it. They were pawn in his evil and wicked scheme. Satan had his own wicked, selfish agenda. The Bible called him a thief. <laughs> We've seen the Lord Jesus told us that he's a liar. In John chapter 10, the Lord Jesus gave us another revelation of the devil. He said, the thief cometh, not but for to steal to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life 
and have it more abundantly. We see the contrast there, but we are looking here at the, you know, the definition, high definition. The Lord Jesus is giving us high definition of who the devil is here. The Lord Jesus said he is a thief. He is a thief. His agenda here is to steal and to kill and to destroy. His agenda here was to steal something that God has given to Eve. Is to steal something that God has given to Adam. They were simply pawns in his wicked scheme. You know, it's just like when a man wants to take something from a girl and start showering them with gift. He wanted something. It's not because he loved that girl. It's not because he is in love with that girl. It's because he has a selfish desire. Okay, and that is exactly what we see here. The devil is a thief. He wanted to steal, not just steal, he wanted to kill and he wanted to destroy. He was using Adam and Eve for his own selfish desire and ambition. He has an agenda. They were simply pawns in his weakest scheme. He has an agenda. He has a selfish desire. He has a selfish ambition, ambition for power, ambition for totalitarian domination. That is what the devil wants. That is what he wanted from the beginning. He didn't get it. And he's now simply stepping on Adam and Eve to get what he wants. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the fact that they were going to commit suicide, that they are going to be destroyed in the process. Satan revealed his true ambition in this encounter with Eve in the Garden of Eden. And we see that um, that true character of the devil also revealed in another encounter that we read in the New Testament. This was his encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ in the wilderness of temptation. So I'm going to look at that today and I'm going to compare it in, 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 a, in, a, in a very you know, small way to what we are reading here in the Eden Garden. So we're going to read this encounter that the, the devil has with the Lord Jesus Christ and we're going to look at his outcome and compare it to that that we see in this encounter with Eve and Adam that led to the fall. Now, when we read, we're going to read the book of Matthew chapter 4 and then we're probably going to go to the parallel, just a part of it in Luke. When we read this scripture, I want you to notice as you read this scripture that the Bible named the devil for who he is. He is a tempter. Just like we saw in what we've just read now. One who entices to sin. One who tempts to do evil. And that is the only thing that the devil was doing here. It was enticing them to sin. It was enticing them to do evil, number one, so that it can get at God, number two, so that it can steal something that they already have. So let's read Matthew chapter 4, and we're going to read verses 1 to 11, but I will read them in three sections because there are three temptations there. So let's go to Matthew chapter 4, and we're going to read verses 1 to 11, but let's read verses 1 to 4 first. Then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. You see, to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, it was afterward and hunger. And when the tempter came, so he was going to do exactly the same thing he did to Eve and consequently to Adam. He was going to do the same thing to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible called him the tempter. The tempter came and he said, if thou be the son of God, command that this stone be made bread. But the Lord Jesus answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. You can see the Bible clearly call him here the tempter, just like it did 
to Adam and Eve, here it was directly trying to contradict God's word. Because what happened is that in the previous chapter, in Matthew chapter 3, in verse 17, you know, when that was when the Lord Jesus Christ was baptized by John the Baptist. And the Bible says when he was coming up out of the water, in Matthew chapter 3, verse 17, the Bible says, And lo, a voice from heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. God already said, this is my beloved son. And then Satan came and said in Matthew chapter 4, <laughs> verse 3, just few verses after this voice, after this express voice of God has come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Satan, Satan then came few verses down the line and said to him, if thou be the son of God, throwing doubt, directly contradicting, you see, using the same um, the same tool that he used, as God said, that's what, what he's told Eve. He was saying the same thing as God really said, you are his son. If you are really the son, then command this stone to be made bread. Now, there are some other things he was appealing to that we are going to come to later, but not at this moment, okay? But I just want you to see what the devil was trying to do, the temptation that the devil was bringing. And the Bible call it a temptation. If it was not something that has power to cause harm, the Bible will call it a temptation. The Bible will call him the tempter. But the Lord Jesus answered him. The, the, the Lord Jesus did not fall for that lies. The Lord Jesus answered him, but in verse 4, that we just read, Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, but he answered and said unto him, it is written. The Lord Jesus went back to the word of God, but emphatically, clearly, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. I live and die by the word that proceed out of the mouth of God. If God says, don't eat of the fruit of the knowledge, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, then don't eat it. Even if it can cause your eyes to be opened, even if it can cause you to know the knowledge of good and evil, and we know the devil was lying. But even let's assume that that is the case. God is good. There's a good reason why God told me not to eat it. I live by every word. I don't sustain. I don't begin to doubt. I don't begin to, to, you know, to think evil of what God has already said in his word. The word of God is true. Remember where we started at the beginning of this story, way, way, way back to episode, first few episodes. The word of God is true. The word of God is pure because God is true, because God is pure. And the devil, there's no truth in the devil. Even when he seems to say the truth is lying. Okay. And the Lord Jesus said here, man shall not live by bread alone. So there's nothing Anything that anybody brings, no matter how tempting it is, no matter how good it appears, if it is against the express will and word of the Lord, don't do it. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Like I said, there's still a couple of things we are going to come back and look to here. But let's go on. The devil didn't stop there. What did the devil do next? Now let's read from verse 5 to verse 7. So this is the second temptation. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and seted him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him once again, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hand they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dashest thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, What? Again, it is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. The devil didn't give up here. He's still pushing this 
agenda of are you the son of God, of still trying to contradict God's word, okay, by saying, if thou be the son of God. But this time around, he upped the game. The first one didn't succeed. He upped the game. And what he did this time around was to twist the word of God, just like he did with Eve and consequently with Adam. He twisted the word of God. He twisted the word of God with, with a selfish and evil agenda. He takes what the Bible says. He takes it out of his context. He takes it out of his quotes. He made it say something else. So we have to beware. Beware the devil sometimes carry the Bible. The, some, the devil sometimes quote the scripture. <laughs> you see, he said, the devil, here was the devil as if he was rooting for God here. In, in that verse, he said, for it is written. But the devil twisted the word, takes the word of God out of his context, take the word of God, the test of the word of God, out of his context, out of its context, to use it as a manipulation. I'll say that again, beware, the devil sometimes carries the Bible. The devil sometimes quotes scripture. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 13 to 15, the Bible says that for such are, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the minister of righteousness, those whose end shall be according to their works. So we see here very, very clearly that the devil can quote scripture. The devil can carry the Bible. But what he does is to twist it. It's to take the test out of his context, to take the test out of his quotes and make it say what he wants. We call it a suggestion. Okay, but how did the Lord Jesus handle this? The Lord Jesus put the contest back into the test. The Lord Jesus put the contest back into the test. And that is how he exposed the lie of the devil. The Lord Jesus said, again, it is written. So let's go on to what the devil did next. The devil did not stop there. The devil went ahead. Let's read verses 8 to 11. And the devil took him up into an exceeding high mountain and showed him all the kingdom of the world and the glory of them and said unto him, All these things will I give to thee if thou fall down and worship me. Then said the Lord Jesus, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil liveth him and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Wow. Now, this is very, very important. This is very, very important because here it is revealing to us Satan's great agenda in the Eden Garden and now in this wilderness of temptation. Let's read the parallel record of this in Luke so that it can throw a little bit of light for us on this encounter. Okay, and we see the same thing that we read in, in Luke chapter 4, verses 5 to 8. But I'm just going to read that verse 6. And the devil said unto the Lord Jesus, All this power will I give you, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me. And to whomever I will I give it, if thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thine. And the Lord Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thou serve. Now we see here plainly in this last temptation, we see Satan's true agenda. First in his encounter with Eve and consequently with Adam and ultimately in this encounter that he had with the Lord Jesus Christ. He's a thief. 
What he was trying to do here is to steal and assimilate the power, the authority that God gave to a human and he wanted to do the same thing with the Lord Jesus Christ. He's still lying. No, he has his own agenda, okay? He wants to be like the Most High. He desires worship. And we saw that he said, if thou will worship me, then it shall be yours. No, it's not going to be his. If you fall down, worship him. No, he's still lying here. And here we see the clear agenda of the devil. What does it want? He wants to be like God. He wants worship. He's not interested. He was never interested in Eve. He was never interested in Adam. And here we see what he was trying to do to the Lord Jesus Christ. He wanted to steal. But what was the Lord Jesus' response? We saw that in, in verse 10 where we read, the Bible says, God said, get out of here. Get thee out of me for it is written. This is what Adam and Eve should have done in the first place when they were in the Garden of Eden. They should have sent the devil out of the garden, but they didn't do that. They yielded to the temptation and that was what led to the fall. And I want to speak to you if you are listening to me today. Don't listen to the voice of the devil. It doesn't have your goodwill, your well-being in mind. Listen to God. Come to him tonight. Give your life to him because he loves you. He died for you and you will receive salvation. Do it straight away right now. We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.